Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa. And once again, joined by my right-hand man, uh, actually, my left-hand man, I guess in this case, Dale Dempsey, the president of Elite Consulting Partners. What's up, Dale? How you doing? Oh, it's great to be back. It's good uh, to be back. Yes. We're in our studio, right? We're, we're in our, yeah, this is this is fun. I mean, this is a, a new environment. Um, look, if you're an advisor, upgrade your space. It feels different. It brings a different level yeah. of energy. This is... This is a blast. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit on uh, another episode uh, about about culture and everything like that. So, uh, but but it's great to be back. Um, if you're listening to us uh, on um, on Apple or iTunes, wherever, just listen to the podcast. Don't forget to check us out on our YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see what we're talking about with our new space and some of the things going on behind us. Um, we're, we're excited. It's, it's ever evolving. It's ever changing. We're always trying to tweak it um, to make it better and better. So. Uh, but we're we're excited to talk about some things going on right now. Uh, maybe excited to talk about the Super Bowl uh, because as you're watching us, there's uh, there's an Eagles fan and there's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, so it should be makes it for, for some interesting debate and uh, an interesting Sunday game. I think the Eagles are going to win uh, along with most people. Um, maybe not. Maybe not uh, Dale. Uh, but it brought up an interesting thing that we're that we've been talking about within our space, and that is like some firms creating a competitive advantage over their competitors, sort of like the Eagles have over their competitors. Um, and in particular, we wanted to talk a little bit about what's happening because we get a lot of questions. It's coming up a lot, and uh, you know we want to talk about what's happening right now at LPL specifically. Um, LPL has a lot of things that make it very interesting for advisors uh, from all different uh, backgrounds uh, to look at them. And what's happening is they're basically, in my mind, they're creating a situation where the competitors can't necessarily keep up, right? right. And this isn't a this isn't a conversation about um, you know one firm over another firm. Nope. We're just talking about generalities that um, LPL has right now that other firms maybe should follow suit. Other firms should understand why they're winning so much. We get all we get calls sometimes and we, and firms want to know why is LPL doing so well. I got some stats recently, basically from from New Jersey in terms of recruits. Uh, and, but it's it's it show it, it's across the whole country, really, from what I understand. Um, and in the last 12 months, LPL in just in New Jersey has recruited more advisors than the next two firms combined in the state. Ironically, Morgan Stanley and Ameriprise. Okay. Uh, LPL recruited, uh, I guess, uh, roughly 110, 111 advisors to an LPL option, affiliation option, right? And there's different options that they have that we'll talk about and how it how it relates to um, the Eagles um, destroying Kansas City this weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep a straight face when you say that. That's okay. We're going to get into that in a minute, but it is just interesting that when you look at, uh, you know, why LPL is winning, one of them, I, I believe, and Dale, you can interject here, is 
what's happening when as soon as interest rates started going up, um, because they're a self-clearing company, the profit that they're making on cash balances goes up exponentially, right? Very similar to a wirehouse firm that's self-clearing, right? So, but when you compare independent firms to independent firms, there aren't that many that are self-clearing. And so that gives that gives LPL an advantage, just like the Eagles have an advantage with the offensive playbook that they have and the tools that they have, right? They have a quarterback that is really, really mobile, unlike Kansas City that used to have a quarterback that was really mobile. And he is to a degree, but he's got a little bit of a limp, I think. So that's going to make him less mobile than in previous years. So I think that gives the Eagles advantage. Right? Yeah. Uh, similar to LPL. Yeah, you might have, you might be in for a big surprise. We might all be. I, I don't know, though. <laughs> well, see, been... I can always just delete this podcast, and we won't have to re- watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we do another version where the where the Chiefs have the upper hand because they're going to surprise everybody? Maybe. Maybe. But, you know, actually still sort of along the lines with LPL, they have been somewhat of a surprise over the last five years. Um, you know, a lot of credit. Dan Arnold came out with a great business plan, how to execute across all these different opportunities that really didn't have solutions five years ago. Right. And part of it, what you're saying, the playbook at LPL is superior to many other firms out there because they're able to look at solution sets for an advisor across whether it's banking, custody clearing, a traditional core affiliation model, 1099, you know, uh, a W-2 model, and then something in between W-2 and 1099, I hope I'm not missing anything, but I mean that, and it, when you talk about- Yeah, the supported, uh, the, the Swiss, the strategic wealth service model, which is like supported independence. Right. I mean, and it is strategic because some advisors, you know, it's just like an RPO, right? right. Where maybe you're going to run the ball, maybe you're going to pass the ball, you don't know. Strategic wealth can be a lot like that, where no matter what you do, the playbook at LPL is designed to make you succeed. Right. And, and you as the advisor have the choice to do that, just like a quarterback would in in that setting, right. looking at how it's evolving, how the play's evolving. Yeah. And it's not, look, it's not that L- LPL came up with that idea, right? If I look back at, um, if I look at the industry, one of the most successful firms that has done this with a, an RPO-like model um, is really Raymond James, right? Well, Fargo sure. had PCG and they have Finet, and that's Profit fine, formula. right? Prop formula. Yeah. Um, but Raymond James really sort of, I think, perfected the, hey, come to us for the culture and everything and then figure out how you want to get paid, right? Right. Um, like run your offensive playbook, but you know we're going to give you different options based on the defense that you're seeing. Yes. Um, and so- you know, L- it's not that LPL is doing something that no one else did. I think that they're doing it in a in a bigger way. Um, both of those firms, ironically, are self clearing, yes. which is interesting, right? And maybe that's the reason why they're both really successful. Um, but one of the things, like we're talking about this RPO, and if we translate that to to the Eagles' season this year and how they've been so difficult to defeat, uh, is because you don't ever know what they're going to do on any given play, right? Right. And so from a from an independent broker-dealer perspective, when you're meeting with an advisor for the first time, and maybe they're a wirehouse advisor, you don't necessarily know what option you're going to go, right? You need you need some choice. So, I, you know, I think, and that was an RPO right there, right? Yeah. Where... Right, so I'm having so technical, I, I'm so having I came technical in difficulty with and, the sign, and we decided we were going to run with this. 
But look, an advisor doesn't always know, might go into a conversation with a firm thinking that you know, the best solution is is one thing and it turns out to be something else. And I can tell you from enough of these conversations over the years that often if a firm has multiple choices, not only is it good for the advisor to know that for the for the staff, the clients, and them their their selves, it's it's important if they're gonna grow a group inside of them to know that they also have multiple choices right. for other advisors, right? So their choice is their own. But if they can give different choices to a, a team or an advisor that wants to join them, that's equally as important. And without those things, the conversation shuts down really quickly. So what, like that's that's a important yeah. thing to have a good playbook coming into it. Right. And, and you know, people it's great to believe in the in the model that you have. There are lots of good firms out there and they say, well, this is our model and and we're sticking to it. And that's awesome, right? But if you want to be able to compete and you want to be able to evolve and stay relevant in in the space and attract advisors more and more, which is gonna, it's gonna continue to be a flow from independent from W2 firms to independent firms. And if you're on that side, you have to have solutions for your soon-to-be clients. Right, just like a wirehouse firm, if you're at a wire, or if you're if you're a financial advisor and you're trying to be holistic for your for your clients, you have to have solutions for each of your clients' needs. It you know not all your clients are created the same, and not all advisors are created the same. And the firms that are out there that are saying, listen, we don't necessarily care if you want to be. I mean, LPLs, what I believe will be one of their more successful models in 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 this this year and and for years to come is their new W two option. Like literally, okay, so LPL, the biggest independent broker-dealer, is now going to be really successful in the W-2 space, right? Some people may say, oh, they're going, they're moving away from their their core business. No, not really. No, not What at they're all. doing is they're servicing their advisors that want to affiliate, that want to have an independent-like feel, but maybe just don't want to deal with the um, issues with running a firm, um, you know, things that come up when you're running a firm, like your computer not working and changing your sign, stuff like that. I think uh, they they figured out they can do it better than a lot of the firms that do it as a core competency today. Right. Right. They listen to advisors. What do advisors want that are leaving firms where they're captive? So, yeah, know, I was talking to a guy this morning and I was explaining to him, he goes, yeah, but doesn't Wells Fargo have a W-2 option? I mean, an independent option. Isn't it the same thing? And I, I told him it's not, it's not really the same because the the chassis is different, right? Right. So with Wells Fargo, the chassis is a W two compliance heavy chassis with a independent, really a ten ninety nine. It's not really independent, but ten ninety nine option. LPL's Linsco model is flipped, so it's an independent ten ninety nine chassis. Right with a W two option, so right. all the brain power, all the people in compliance at LPL are are thinking like they've always thought. That is in that in the space of a ten ninety nine independent entrepreneur that that world. Right, right. So the answers that you're getting are generally leaning more towards flexibility, you know, freedom to make decisions. The advisor owns the book of business, all of those things. Right. Versus, and this is not a shot at Wells Fargo. This is just. A fact that they're built on two different chassis versus Wells Fargo, where they don't have a separate like service team for Finet versus the PCG advisor. It's all the same compliance. It's all looked at through the same lenses. Um, So you're going to get a W-2 
bent to everything that 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 comes across a compliance and operational table. That's one of the biggest things. Most of those other firms that are in that space are a lot more mature in their in their yeah. business cycles, and so you just organically you you see these mergers of departments and philosophies culminate over the course of a hundred years or so. And that's okay. And that's actually a good a good solution for some advisors. Too. Yeah, I think fit. that um, one of the other things that is happening and there and it's it's been out there, um, you know, LPL just rolled out a much more aggressive deal um, because they're smart and they're recognizing, in my opinion, they're recognizing uh, that what's happening in the marketplace. Uh, they are they are self-clearing, so their margins are better on every dollar of, of advisor revenue generated. And they're going out and buying, they're being smart and buying assets. They're buying assets. They're not paying on trailing 12, right? They're right. buying assets, right. which are tangible, which they know that given a certain ROA on, you know, the average ROA on, a, on, a, on an advisor's practice, it's going to generate a certain amount of revenue versus firms that pay on T12, where that T12 may not be as uh, replicatable in the future because maybe there's some things that happen with the advisor big annuity tickets, big brokerage deals or whatever. And, sure. and you're going to see a trend down as the market comes down. Maybe they're not going to do as much business, right? They'll still have assets. And the, and both firm, both of those practices will see a, um, a reduction in revenue. But an advisor can always bring in, in a down market, you can always bring in new assets. You're always bringing in new assets. It doesn't necessarily translate right away to revenue. And so the name of this game is asset gathering which is kind of a new play yeah and you think about it especially in football right that's sort of a play out of like the college world where it wasn't the acceptable thing to do deals based on assets you did them based on revenue and there was a there was a logic around that but what they've realized is oh we need to take a play out of uh, you know some of these other firms and do it based on assets because we need the assets and look to their credit, they sort of like when the Phillies won, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and they used the Philly, the Philly special, right? It wasn't a made. It wasn't like they didn't make that play up. They no. got it from college, right? It's college football, right? It's like a halfback pass, basically. Well, I mean, and again, that's like what they've done with their platform is is taking plays that they've seen work and could work with their business model and adapting them and, and making their playbook bigger, keeping the, the opponents and the competition really on their heels because they, they don't know what's going to come at them. LPL might do something completely different. Right. And at the same time, they've got a playbook that covers all the options. And, and as a competitor to them, you might be stuck in a situation where you only have one or two plays and that's it. And if you can't yeah, execute if you're, well look, against... If you're, if you're at a wire and... You, you're trying to, re you're, you're at a wire and you're looking at another wirehouse firm and you're looking at LPL, the, the manager of the other firm, let's just, I'll just, let's say you're at Merrill Lynch and you're talking to UBS, right? Well, the UBS manager is going to tell you about his playbook and his, you know, his specific offensive playbook. And it's a passing playbook and that's it because we have a quarterback that's a pocket passer. He doesn't run, right. you know? Right. So this is our playbook and sure. we're going to win. We're going to win. Right? Until we can't. Right until the so defense figures that out, right? right? And so, but he's not going to talk, and then he's going to he's going to think that he's going up against uh, independence. So he's going to pitch against independence, right? Right. Not realizing that that independent firm, in this case LPL, can bring bring over to them a W two option that's going to now compete 
Oh, you want to be a pocket passer? Well, we have that playbook too. Oh, you can run also. Oh, you can. So all of a sudden now, it just becomes an unstoppable type of business. And in, in my opinion, this is just my opinion from what I'm seeing. This is, I feel like LPL is starting to run away with the game. Yes. Right. Well, not only that, actually, you just got me thinking about this. Some of the groups inside of LPL have run away with the game. So they have LPL's platform, and then they've brought in another component in the form of equity ownership. Yeah. And I just read an article not too long ago about one of the big firms. They're now trying to do the same thing with advisors that are there at the big firm. They're saying to right. them, oh, we'll buy a you know, micro portion of your revenue from you for a multiple. And right. and again, it's it, it's because they're they're trying to modify their playbook. It's because a lot of these these other LPL groups have been doing this for years, and they've been successfully growing their enterprise value and showing advisors that you know there's there's more to it than just what meets the eye today. You got to think long term down the road about these things. Yeah, there's and- future monetization. Um, but I'll go back. I'll go back to LPL saying, "Hey, that's a great play." We should add that to our playbook. And so what they go out and do, they're starting to do it. They're starting to buy smaller percentages of these super OSJs at LPL. They're really smart. That is smart. Um, and I think, look, there's there's a sense of, um, in my opinion, a, a leadership change that took place uh, about five years ago or so mm-hmm. um, where you have guys, and, and if you're listening to this, if I miss your name, don't take it personally. But, you know, guys like Rich Steinmeier. Yep. I mean, look, Dan Arnold came yep. and he, he Big, started changing the culture oh, from yeah. the top down. Oh, yeah. Rich Steinmeier is a great guy. Mark Cohen, you know, he's just sort of a thought leader. Yes. He's got tons of energy, right? Yeah. But he, this is the stuff that they're they're all coming up with. It's like having an Eagles team with a really young quarterback and a lot of energy. And I love Andy Reid. Don't get me wrong. I think Andy Reid is one of the all-time greatest coaches ever. Right. And the Andy Reid tree of coaches from him is tremendous. Oh, yeah. But if you look at one of the things that people are talking about with the Eagles is this young, energetic coaching staff and head coach that's looking at things differently. Right. So like when, you know, again, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, right, they came in, they had a co- they had a coach that was on the on the edge in terms of trying different things. He started setting the standard of we're going to start going on fourth down. Right, right, so right. We're on the forty yard line going in. We're going for it. That set a different pattern for the rest of this of the of the league that we're seeing today. It's it's managed risk. They right. understood that yeah, they're going to lose a certain. They're going to turn over the ball in a certain number of those those downs. But it's the same thing for you know firms like LPL. Like you got to give Dan and his team a lot of credit for understanding the risk and taking the risk and going for it and being successful. Sure, they're going to they're going to lose on some of those deals, but they're they're conti- they, they're actually making more forward progress by going on like a fourth down strategy philosophy than by just holding back and being too conservative and not growing. Yeah, look, that's the difference between pl- uh, playing to win and playing not to lose. Right? right. So What's if you're so if you're a broker dealer and you're listening to this and you're at one of these firms or you're at the firm as an advisor, is your firm playing not to lose or are they playing to win? And did your firm have an easy, the easiest schedule in the NFL this year? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. The schedules are done. Uh, I wouldn't say that we had an easy schedule, 
I'd say it was the easiest. We, we did t- so is that why we blew out teams, right? Yes. Except when we had our, That's when we why had our backups out teams. in. That's right? why you blew out teams. Uh, win is a win is a win, <laughs> right? When they, when, they, when they win the Super Bowl, it, it is what it is. So, yeah. um, But listen, I, you know, I wanted to have this conversation because I think there is a lot of talk about what's happening out there and why are all these advisors continuing to go to, to LPL among, uh, versus all these other firms. And there are some great firms out there, right? There are pluses and minuses to every firm out there that advisors should look at. And some of these firms have solutions that aren't necessarily traditional solutions and you have to check them out. I would say that, look, that's one of the things that we do really well. So this is sort of our pitch, right? One of the things that we do really well for our clients is we go and we make sure that we find those opportunities and find those solutions that best fit them. Um, It's sort of like a sports agent that has a quarterback that's wants to leave one, you know, I use the Tom Brady analogy all the time, right? Right. You know, when Tom Brady decided to leave the Patriots, you know, he didn't just call call up Bruce Arians or other general managers and say, hey, I'm looking to go to warm weather. You know, let's talk. He called his agent. His agent talked about, all right, Tom, tell us what you're looking for in the new in the new team. Warm weather, you know, ability to, to recruit guys to the team, uh, some say in the offensive playbook, blah, 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 right? All those things. And then the, his agent went out and sourced and came back with recommendations, did some did some um, some legwork on what was out there. So he, Tom didn't waste his time and then negotiated the deal and the terms and all that stuff. And we do the same thing, which is how we sort of know all the in, in, in and outs of all these different firms, because it's our job to go and really do the legwork for all of our clients, which means understanding what's happening in the industry. By the way, shout out to my my wife Sarah for for putting me on to this. Did you know that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent, and he's off by a hundred million in his contract negotiations, and hasn't played a game since like week fourteen or something like that. So I didn't know that, but that's to okay. the point you just made, right? You, you got to think about that. Um, pitch to us, I guess, for just a second. But wow. look, okay. if you're if you're not using a firm like us, I you know hope you wouldn't end up in a situation like that. But it's our job to make sure that you don't end up in a situation like that because that that could, for, at least from Lamar Jackson, will yeah. substantially decrease his value over time. There's no there's no doubt. Well, he's about already it. lost that value, right? Because he can't play like he played three, four, five years ago. Right. So he didn't take advantage of the opportunity. He didn't use an agent. And he's not looking right, exactly. So I didn't know that's really good intel. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah, for appreciate that. Even though you're a Giants fan, that's okay. We'll forgive you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dale's got a big Giants fan, Giants thing on his. Well, it doesn't have we any work. Because I think Jones, you lost the last game of the year, right? Yeah, well, I think that? I think the Giants who, who schedule was play? harder than who, the who Eagles. Who did you guys play? Oh, you played the Eagles. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot that. That was a blowout, wasn't it? It was a fun wasn't game it like to the watch. Biggest it was loss. By the two, in the, with the two of them ever? I think Some, so. It was something like that. Something like, like that. My it was neighbor, a bad my day neighbor's in a Dempsey household. <laughs> so, even though- it will be on Sunday. <laughs> anyway, um, so listen, I, I just think it's important that you, if you're listening to this, you do your homework. It's important that you understand what's happening in this space, why advisors are going to certain firms. Um, you know, and we say, you know, it's not about the money, but it's about the money. That is true to a degree. Um, LPL right now is winning because of the money, but they're winning because of the money and the platforms that they have, right? They wouldn't be able to win no matter how much money they gave an advisor that did not want to go independent and they wanted to say W-2, had they not developed a, a W-2 model called Linsco, 
It doesn't matter how much money they could have given the advisor. They weren't going to get them, right? So they they pivoted when they need to pivot. And they they thought they took some risk. They went on fourth down, right? Right. They went on fourth down. I mean, an independent firm building out a W two model, like a real W two model, not like oh we have some offices and we'll pay you like a W two. No, an actual W two model. That's like going down like fourth and twelve. Right. Like right. it's not like fourth and one. No. Right. Right. That's, that's like a, a risk. That's, that's a huge risk. Yeah. So kudos to them. Um, you know, I think for for us, we get excited about these things because it gives us other options for our clients. Right. It gives us another solution when we have an advisor that really wants the independent feel, wants to be able to operate that way, feel like they own their book of business and not have to deal with healthcare and all that other stuff and, and payroll and all of those things. Um, and for us, it gives us a solution, which is what we look for all the time. How many solutions can we bring to our clients when they're looking to make a move? So, so kudos to them. Anyway, um, best of luck to the Eagles on, on Sunday. Um, I'm sure I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but, uh, best of luck to the Eagles, you know, and for the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, at least they made it to the Super Bowl. That's okay. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about the way they did it, but it's, it is congratulations. They, they made it to the Super Bowl. So, That's right. Uh, anyway, thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. Um, if you're not watching, go check out our YouTube channel, Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa, and you'll see what we're talking about here. And um, and don't forget to share this if you have advisors that are friends of yours that are thinking about looking around and they need good guidance and advice and, and a good agent to help them in the process. Uh, don't forget to have them uh, reach out to us. Uh, they can call Dale at 856-316-4653. Or call Frank at 856-316-4651. Yeah, appreciate it very much. Thanks a lot. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.